You slept yeah. on my bathroom floor, dude. Hey, I. It's always been ever since I was younger to find the, the cool spot because I get really, really hot. And I also, you know, when you were younger, how people fuck with you when you're when you're really drunk, wasted. Instead of hey, let's help it, let's help them make sure they're okay. No, so I just go pass out in the bathroom. It's nice and cool. Sleep there about six, seven hours. I'm good to go. Yeah, but I even popped in there and said, "Hey, man, you need a, like a blanket?" No, I'm good. And then yep. the next day, yep. dude, it was so fucking cold in there. It, <laughs> it, it got cold toward, towards the end, but during during the night when I was sleeping, it was it was perfect. Because I, like I said, I, with liquor in me, I I get really really hot. Yeah. Mm, if I would have been around, I would have you know painted that little teardrop on your eye, dude. I know. <laughs> oh my god, it's or Randy's Rock of Life. Other stuff. Jose, Danny, and if we have posted some pictures on. Uh, the Facebook page, Randy's Rock of Life Podcast Facebook page. Check that out if you have some time. But this, uh, of course, podcast brought to you by Premier Midwest Beverage. And Danny, I'm going to start out with you. First of all, Friday night was a hell of a good time. Jose, thank you so much. And the band that we saw, I want to talk about that because that was absolutely... Very excellent. Dude, so much fun. Heck yes. Um, but uh, Dan, you broke your 50-day mark of uh, the sabbatical yes. of non-drinking. Yes. And tell me... How you felt? I felt like dog shit the next day. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, I, I, I mean, we stopped at Jose's first, had a shot and some drinks, and I'm pretty sure right then and there, that's what already started his shit downhill. <laughs> you know, because you hadn't gone for so long. Yeah, don't forget we had beer, uh, shotgun, uh, beer. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 left. yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yep, the spotted cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, dude, he just chugged it. Yeah, and I think that's funny because he didn't even say hi or anything walking into my place. He's like, shots! I'm like, dang. <laughs> dude, like he was, that. He was determined. So why don't you explain uh, to our lovely audience how this all went down and the fact that you did something uh, through Lent and everything else, which is super cool, but how did you uh, feel at this point? You're like, all right, I'm ready to, to get out and start drinking again. So, so the whole thing why I, I did the sobriety uh, for 50 days instead of just doing it for Lynn is uh, addiction runs in, in my family. Okay. And I wanted to test myself because I found myself drinking way too much. Right. So I did was doing a little thinking and I said, you know what? I want to do 50 days just to, just to see if I can do it. Right. And so, you know, with, with the encouragement of, of friends and family – you know, I, I did it. You know, it's it's a hard thing to do to to put a bottle, put put a beer down, a mixed drink down, and just be sober for 50, you know fifty days, let alone a week. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But I mean, I I felt great, and then you know we had the epic Friday of started drinking. You know, nothing nothing's changed. I'm not gonna go go back to excessive drinking. I'm gonna drink here and there. But you know, it was right. it was great to have have. You know, a couple beers, you know, because that's what I enjoy. I enjoy the flavor of beer, different types of beers. Well, you deliver beer. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in your uh, wheelhouse. Yes. But you get to see a lot of really neat things. And so, um, uh, Jose, what was the drink we had at your place? So I'm kind of known for a couple drinks, uh, you know, being a bartender and all that. So I made some fabulous vampiros, which oh, yeah. is seven different ingredients that you would never probably picture together. But it comes together, and it's a really good drink. You know, if you decide not to gulp them in two drinks like Danny over here. Dude, dude was that? It's like he drinks how he eats. He just went, and it's gone. 
I already knew the debt night was going to fucking be, oh, shit, here we go. Hey, at least you guys didn't have to help me out anywhere. That, I, was, I was able to stand on my own and Which, Yeah, because I function. don't know how the hell I can carry your ass out. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I got him! And, I, you, know, you know, I don't understand, guys, like, for guys our age, you know, who don't know how to... You know how to um, handle your liquor and all that. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst things in the world to me is body is uh, babysitting yep. while somebody is tore up. That yeah. is just the worst thing. Yeah, dude. I I was shocked. First of all, uh, that you did survive <laughs> as much as you drank. I mean, we we started there and then um, we ended up. Uh, obviously, there was some stuff going downtown Omaha anyway, so parking was kind of a bitch. But uh, we finally got to DJ's dugout, mm-hmm, which right. was right across the street from the Jewel. And we were able to, you know, hoover some food quick. Cause Absolutely. It, and, I, and I think that's really what helped. Helped. And then uh, all the water I was drinking throughout the night. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. And and th- that was the big thing. My chick especially, too, was like, all right, if you're going to drink like this with your boys, you need to have water. And I was trying to put water in there, but I even had a conversation last night at this house party I was at with dudes, and it came up in this conversation. When guys go to the bar to order a beer or a drink, do they order water with it? Yes, I do. You do not 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 you know every single time. time. But I at I least do. have it next to you. Yes, just, just, you yes. Know, do Especially you know if you're if you gotta drive home, yeah. you know you have your couple beers and then you just flush your system out with water, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit a- after that, so you know you're good to go. Yeah. Now, it was it was a lot of fun. We had a great time, and then um, we had your friends show up here at DJ's dugout. Mm-hmm. And, and then yep. my cousin Sherry and uh, Hector came on down. Hector, and, uh, pretty cool man, joined oh. us, and uh, it was cool, man. Yeah, just bringing to me, you know, I think there's some satisfaction with bringing different factions that uh, you know that I of course socialize with and bringing them together and just see how they interact and danny here he took a, a major liking to hector uh he's a real cool guy yeah hell yeah he Shot. was doing shots and so we we left djs and ended up at the jewel where the band what was the name of the band again band travis band dude so very, good. very yes. good just a big um a, a great sound yes, man. Uh, the the horns and just mm-hmm. i mean it was just a very good atmosphere in the video show uh, y'all were out there having a good time I don't know if I might have gotten a little bit drunk at that point because I was like, my legs won't move. <laughs> and I don't know. It might have been the eight lemon drops that I consumed in that time. Was it Was it eight? Yeah. I, I, I blame, I, I I blame lost, my cousin Sherry for that because that's her drink of her, her shot of choice. I, it, I lost track at like five or six. Really? Right? Yeah. I mean, for me, every time I, I did a shot, there was another shot there. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. That explains why my bill is what it was and probably yours too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was everything was going along, but um that was a really neat venue, by the way, as well. So uh super cool and uh really just had a, a good time either way, man. So and the music was great, Jose. Mm-hmm. So oh, thanks yeah, for the invite. Absolutely. It, it was m- making making the moment, making the memories, you know. Yep. At the end of the day or end of the week or being hung over, you you know how how it happened. <laughs> Dude, it was you, Danny, when you drink you are a social butterfly, bro. Like you, you're I think not. He's more like a dragonfly, dude. You know? I know. I, I don't want to call it like he's one of those guys. Yeah, my best friend, you know, guy. But you're like, dude. You had no problems talking to anybody. We bumped into a OnlyFans uh, girl here locally, which I didn't even know. Yeah, and yeah, Jose, you missed up on that one, man. I don't know where you went, but yeah, I would. Have, you would have had a great conversation with her. Um, I recognized her uh, when she was sitting in the bar, and I'm like know this i mean not off the only fans because we're on facebook and i'm like it's when you you're friends with people on facebook and then you bump into them somewhere and you're like 
shit, I know this person. And it's because you've seen their page, mm-hmm. you've seen yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she was there, and she's made a buttload of money doing that for a living. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, Dan's like, oh, yeah, I had a great time talking to her. Yeah, I, I don't remember <laughs> it, but I did. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was fun. And then the, there was another dude from Texas you were talking yeah, to. Yeah, he, he was pretty cool. And then somehow I get a text from Jose. See ya. I'm like, what? What the fuck? And sometimes you just got to bail, guys. He ghosted. Dude, he ghosted out like a motherfucker. Like, dude, I was like, one minute and I'm there, and then I'm talking to some freaking drunk dude telling me about jumping off the rail. Oh, that was me. That was, well, not me, but that was my encouragement. I told him I'd pay him $300 if he jumped off. And he's contemplating doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this yeah. point, we were we had left the jewel. We were at Moe and Curly's. Moe and Curly's karaoke night. Dude, dude awesome, oh my God. Awesome place. So much fun. Yeah, there was a lot of really good music. I was hoping. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, we're going to see Jose, and then peace out. I'm well, like, no. Wow. So, well, there, there's just something about, you know, first of all, the place was packed. And like you mentioned, you know, there was mm-hmm. a ton of things going on that night. And, uh, you know, shout out to Travis Band again, man, because they're they're very accommodating. And yes. they're cool, man. They're so cool playing live and everything. You know, old school guys, you know, a couple of South Omaha boys. I love that. Um, but they got that energy, man. They just bring oh, it, yeah. you yeah. know, in every aspect of the way, of the game. Uh, but yeah, we went across the street with the intention of doing a little bit of karaoke. But you know, man, when you have to wait an hour, yeah. that, that's kind of a buzzkill. Yeah, right? it, it does. And you, by, within that hour, you're still drinking and right. hanging, you know, and talking. That was a big thing. I hadn't been in a venue in a minute where I had to yell to talk right. because it was so loud in the place. And right. so I guess that's the thing. But you know, downtown, Dan, we talked about this and Jose as well, like just not a lot of stuff. To do in Omaha, but at least in the downtown area, you can find things to do. That's it's all, it's all concentrated within you know ten right. blocks or so. Yeah. What I like about down there is is it's like an eclectic group of people. Like you go out West Omaha, North Omaha, South Omaha. It, it's parts of a group, but downtown, it's just a whole mixture of people, and they and the the vibe is such a, a, a live, you know. And, yes. And people want to talk. You go you go these certain places. Everybody's like. <laughs> they don't want to talk. It's and I, I get why you live down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dude, the atmosphere is yeah. kick ass, and especially with you and the, the type. You know, you like to do karaoke. You're more out and about that type of stuff. I mean, I lived downtown. It was a lot of fun, um, right. for sure. It just, um, it's really developed in certain aspects, and there's, I think, certain areas that are going to be even better. Yeah, and with all that development going on, you know, a year from now is going to be tr- so crazy down there with activity, and and you know, there's probably going to be all these new businesses to pop up and i'm still looking for that volleyball court that you're talking about danny i don't yeah, know me where too. <laughs> yeah but i look forward to that big time yeah no the, and and i will say um the band at the jewel was absolutely great dude mm-hmm. those guys were really cool thank you for the match they were they gave us you know uh, a love on your facebook page yep. and they they just appreciated us coming out and, dude it was just such a great atmosphere mm-hmm. and there was a i, I hate it would it cougar maybe was she a cougar dan uh, she was older than me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She 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 came and got you. Oh, she did. Yeah. And yeah. said, "Come dance." Yeah. And you went out there and danced. Hey, when you when you can put put the bottom on the floor. Girls, yeah, she was like, "Dude, it. this dude can pick up a quarter with his ass cheeks." Yes, like, what is going on with this man? She's like, "You're such a young buck." Yeah, because yeah, she was telling me something. Did she have a girlfriend, boyfriend, or both? Dude, I don't know. I did hear that there was a girlfriend. She's like, my girlfriend will get jealous. And I'm like, the one back behind you, is she your girlfriend? <laughs> or is she like, maybe she'll share her. Maybe, yeah. maybe Dan's going to have a great night with cougars. But I, I'll be, on, be honest with you guys. I don't think it would have went anywhere. It would have just stayed right there. Because, I mean, I'm not I'm not ready for any of that oh, right now. No, I know. I, 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 I still love my ex dearly. And, 
you know, I gotta I gotta work on getting over that before I even yes. start. And that's very good. Start doing things. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. I mean, it's just it was nice to be maybe entertained a little bit. Right. And it, it, I love from the, the guys da- too. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Yeah. Why yeah. not? I love the dance, and I I I did tell her. I said, anytime you want to dance, come grab me. Mm-hmm. That's always how I've been growing up. Wow. Yeah. Open invitation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dancing's key. We got a wedding coming up this weekend, and my girl's like, you need to be dancing? I'm like, I gots to. My coworker's getting married, man, downtown. So I'm looking forward to uh, checking that out and uh, the cake. I'm looking forward to the cake. <laughs> you and that damn cake. <laughs> of all things. Dude, I'm telling you. Well, she said, not the drinks, not dude, the band. It's an open bar. Don't get me wrong. And I'm looking forward to that. But uh, the the cake, I'm very much, it's, it's like got cheesecake, cupcakes, and then the cake sauce. So, fellas, uh, speaking about weddings, right? So, one of my jobs, right? I, I MC weddings along with my friend uh, DJ Shifty. Shout out to Dave. Uh, we did a wedding out in uh, t- Palmyra. Lake. Yeah. Palmyra, Nebraska. Yep. So, if anyone's ever been out there, it's very tiny. Uh, you have to take dirt roads out there, you know, for a while there for the last 20 minutes of getting there. I'm like, where the hell am I going? You know, I'm like, am I going to a rally that I'm not supposed to be at? <laughs> so, um, long story short, Just man, because we live in the country doesn't mean we have rallies. Well, that's, uh, there are a lot of Trump supporters. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I saw a lot of that evidence. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That would have been funny. Oh. But it was at the Glacier Till place. Yes. Right? Yes. So we got there and, uh, you know. Mother Nature had other ideas for this wedding. It was going to be outside. Uh, they had to improvise with all these uh, winds and gusts and everything. So as I got there, and I, I got there a little late because uh, you know my contact told me to be late because they had to move everything inside. Um, interesting wedding. Very interesting. A couple new things that happened. You know, So I believe that the bride was like a cheerleader for the, um, for the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. And uh, half her bridesmaids were as wow. well. So Jeez. they put on a show for cheerleading. Um, good little 10, 15 minute little dance thing that they did. It was awesome. And I also want to mention, man, that the, uh, the toast that the father of the groom and the father of the bride did, man, it was, man, that was heart wrenching and, and, uh, in a good way, you know, it, it almost brought me to tears based on what they said about their kids. So that's awesome. You know, that made me think about like when my kids, when it comes time for my kids to uh, tie the knot, you know, it's, it's coming, you know, I'm sure at some point in time, but, uh, yeah, just made me a little emotional thinking about that and family and and all that so lots of stuff going on this weekend dude absolutely and i tried to invite danny last night out to a housewarming party and he would not get off the couch no he was like dude i can't go anywhere and uh we went out to a house um uh home warming party kind of thing like that and they moved out to bennington over kind of overlooking bennington lake and uh matt lashina kimmy uh eric rachel and joyce um of course uh um anna and i or Anna and I, as I've now discovered. That's so you learn. And so I learned, yeah, because I'm white. She's like, you would never have gotten it. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> but, dude, it was such a great time. And um, we tried to get you out, Dan, but Dan was sleeping. Yeah. He was out. But had a great time and enjoying uh, that last night. And I was happy that that's where the location out in Palmyra was. Uh, because you being in that area, dude, it's such a really, we went out, um, actually with Lachine and Matt, uh, but it was a little bit colder. Um, and so there was not a lot of out stuff, but there was a band playing, but it's such a beautiful area, mm-hmm. man. Yep. Um, and it is middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, definitely a lot of fun mm-hmm. either way, all the way around. But, uh, did they do like a cheer? Like what, I mean, when they, when the bride came in, it was there like a, no, they, they just kind of coordinated their own little, um, cheering, 
uh, session. I don't know whatever whatever you want to call it, but uh, yeah, they did five ten minutes of that, and you know, kind of got everybody pumped up. Go nice. big red, go big red. So it was definitely a Husker fan base there. But uh, I'm trying to think of what else uh, became that night. But the staff at that place, man, and uh, four events, four hundred two. They're great. Love working with them. They kind of take care of all the tough uh, aspects of a wedding. You know, make sure the bride and groom are taken care of, and everything is on task. So I love doing that, man, on the side. Um, it's just uh, very rewarding to do that, and uh, to be honest with you, kind of an honor to do it, uh, mm-hmm. be able to do it for these types of people. And uh, you know, I love to I look look forward to doing more of it. Share that special day with them. Yep. Yeah, dude. I know. We, like I said, we're going to a wedding this weekend, and besides the food and all the other stuff, I'm all like, "All right, how's the DJ going to be? I'm going to be, I'm going to be critical. Be like, all right, what you do? <laughs> like, I know it's it's in my nature, man. It's so sad, but you, I know what you do, and you do you do a great job at this mm-hmm. stuff, man. So, and you know, we're trying to figure out how we can get you dialed in for yep. our wedding uh, next year. Uh, so, um. Especially being bilingual, yes, um, that'll be a lot of fun. So, um, but, but with the conversation last night um, and the dad, and you know, it was it the mom that spoke or the dad, or was it the dads of each? Or? Both, both fathers, the father of the bride and the groom, and the father of the, of the groom actually is the one who got everybody teary eyed. Really, yeah. Um, as a dad yourself, um, do you feel giving those types of speeches in the future? Like, how do you? Is it something that, like, I mean, obviously, you know, your kid's probably going to get married, or mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. But because um, I know you, you kind of were like wanting about like tough love and like sharing those valuable lessons and teaching our kids, you know, in that aspect um, about life and how mm-hmm. they have to, they kind of have to, I would say, fail to learn. But like, is that kind of what we had to do? Yeah. To, yeah. to get there. So I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough thing, you know? Yeah, I, I think um, adversity, you know, I think that's what defines a lot of people. And um, especially when you're upbringing, you know, the type of parenting that you give, all that kind of molds a person as to who they are. And that's one thing I did want to talk about today, tough love, you know. And I'm only using my experiences here. Obviously, everybody has different ones. But uh, I actually posed that question to my friends, you know. Talk to me about tough love, you know. Everybody... You know, Hispanic culture and everything, it's a little tougher, I think, than than normal. Um, And I can say that personally because, you know, my mother to this day denies that she used, you know, let's say a chancla, a, uh, let's see, a telephone cord, fly swatter, all these little things that uh, kind of shaped us into. I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. Belt. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Yes. My mom. "Ah!" Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. And you don't dare laugh. Getting Dude, hell no. Shit, my mom's 70-some years old. Tiny little thing. She'd still freaking smack my ass around if I say certain <laughs> things, man. I'm telling you. I already know, but yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's the question that I wanted to pose to you guys. You know, so tough love. Obviously, there's pros and cons to that. Um, you know, where do you guys fall into the, in line with that? You know, do you agree with it? Do you? Is there certain aspects of it? I mean, what, what do you have? I, I agree with it. I mean... Mom, you know, growing up in a single-parent family, you know, mm-hmm. mom gave me a lot of tough love because I didn't have a father around. I didn't have a father figure. Mm-hmm. And mom wanted me to be strong enough so when I got outside the house on my own yeah. that I could survive. Yep. And I, I, I appreciate it. At the time, it sucks when you get uh Telephone cord, a switch, a belt <laughs> mm-hmm. on your butt. Yep. But you know what? It it makes you more disciplined. Yes. When you when you start getting older. Mm-hmm. And then like especially around my neighborhood, a lot of lot of the guys, they all they're all either in prison or drug addicts. Really? I didn't do that. And they all had mothers and fathers. Yep. So with with her being tough on me, 
made me made me better. It made me realize that I don't want to be in the streets. I want to be outside the streets. I want to be successful, whatever I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that, man. I think it's, uh, you know, in the problem is the... The generation at this point, it's it's a lot different. You're fighting a lot more obstacles than right. what we had. Obviously, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have the technology. We didn't have the mm-hmm. mobile phones. We didn't have all those things uh, growing up. And so now, even if you want to try to ground your kid, or I mean, obviously, we have a buttload of teenagers in this house. Um, you know, it's like, well, I mean, I can change the Wi-Fi, you know, but then they got to use the Wi-Fi for school. Right. And so there's certain things. It's like, all right, you're limited to X, X, and X. And anymore, you can't even smack your kid. That's the other thing is the kid will go to school and be like, oh, what happened? And next thing you know, yep. parents are Here getting charged, state. states, and mm-hmm. yeah. You, and you know what I'd say? You know what? If you think you can do a better job than me, mm-hmm. go live with that person. Yeah. Be- because I don't care what people say. Nice smack on the butt does straighten straighten a child's attitude up. Now, when you go overboard like two, three times, you know you're you're not doing it to discipline. You're doing it because you're mad, mm-hmm. and that's and that's a fine line where you know discipline and going overboard are mm-hmm. right. And and I agree that essentially there is kind of a fine line where it, it is um, you know effective. But then at some point in time, then then it becomes ineffective to the fact that, you know, kids are going to be like, oh, well, you know, you're going to beat me up anyway. So I'm going to do all the wrong things and, and make my own decisions and, and go from there. But um, for me anyways, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I grew up very, very tough love. You know, we, we made mistakes and we paid dearly for them, especially, you know, being the oldest child, me and my brother, uh, my two younger siblings, you know. Lucky mother, they didn't get none of that. They didn't get none of that. Not like we did, anyways, right? So uh, you know, and and for a while there, I was you know a little a little resentful at my parents for being so tough on us and everything. But they just wanted the best for us, and they did it how they the only way that they knew, and that's the way that they grew up with tough love. You know, coming from the old school motherland Mexico, which it was very very tough back in the you know the forties and fifties and sixties and all that. So I didn't, you know, after a while, I you know I forgave them and. Didn't blame them for them, and 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 I appreciated, like you said, Danny. You know, I appreciated the fact that they brought me up that way, so that you sh- you earn and you learn respect, and Absolutely. you learn those values and and mm-hmm. hard work too. Because uh, growing up, you know, my dad would make us do not hard labor. You know, well, I guess it was <laughs> working out in the field. You know, yeah. uh, you know, the detasseling corn, and walking the beans, and all that's tough work, yep. man. Yes, it is. Yes, and it I is. remember my father telling me one time, "You don't know what it is to work hard until you work in a packing house." Well, there I go, working for six months at a packing house, doing maintenance, of course. But uh, it learned me. It, it taught me a valuable lesson to, first of all, you know, not not uh, to judge their their experience or anything like that but you know he was right you know i never wanted to work at a at a packing house from there again so they they went about it differently you know compared to what today's generation is going through to your Mm -hmm. point randy but um you know they meant well and that's the way that they show their love and um i try to pass on i try to in a way pass that on but then break that cycle at the same time with my own kids Mm -hmm. because i I can tell you right now I, i can only remember maybe one time that i ever disciplined my boy um, and I, I don't think I've ever, you know, swapped my daughter or anything like that as kids. So I think we have to get to that point, you know, where we, we do show the love, uh, but uh, we're, we're very mindful of how we're doing it because there could be some psychological damage that goes with that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Do you feel, Jose, uh, being Hispanic, mm-hmm. you had uh, higher expectations from your family because of 
um, work ethic or like because that just like what your dad was saying, like you don't understand work. Just, yeah. Do you did you feel as like a kid growing up that like oh, oh my god I got to do this I got to do it right I've got did that kind of weigh on you it did it did um um that's interesting that you you asked that because yes you put that self um determination to, to want to do something to be the best that you can mm-hmm. but to be very honest with you there was a flip side of that where you had people that you know I had a, a high school counselor tell me one time like well you know okay so this didn't work out well you know there's always a packing house and that put the fire inside me like what no yeah. Uh, no, I want better than that. So Hell like, no. So it's like that council was uh, discriminating. It was at Prof- the time. Profiling. Yeah. Profiling. But, and that's what I ask. I mean, because I guess really, I mean, you know, Danny was white and, you know, Hispanic. Well, but, I, I mean, mean, it's it's I, expectation. But were you, were you required? Let me ask you this. Danny, were you required at 16 by your mom to get a job if you wanted a car or if you wanted certain things in your life? Actually, yes. I actually had a job. Probably I was around 12. She said, I can put a roof over your head. I can put food in your belly. But the other things you want, you got to go work for. Yeah. So, I mean, like Jose, coming from South Omaha, people kind of, they do look down on us. They're like, oh, you're from South Omaha. Well, guess what? We got we got heart and we got work ethic. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to show, show you guys what we're about. Besides, we're family, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I recognized that on Friday when somebody said South O and half the freaking place and the jewel just erupted. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, damn, yeah. all right, South O. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. You were yeah. honorary South yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Because, uh, I mean, where we come from, you know, we battle. And, yeah. And and we get it from our parents yeah. because our parents had it hard, if yeah. not harder than what we had. Yeah. I think that was a thing. It's like even, and I agree, man. At 16, my mom, um, I ended up, eventually living with my dad but um uh but it ended up my mom because she had such a work ethic she was a bus driver and she just was always always working and she's been working since she was 16 15 years old and so that was the thing she's like all right you got your driver's license you want a car you need to get a job save up that money and then get a car and that's what i did my first job was at chuck e cheese in lincoln nebraska i ran around as the mouse you were chuck e cheese yes holy shit yeah. the one the happy only chuck e cheese happy birthday yes that was my job so how how many parents violated you oh god it was crazy <laughs> I, I have to ask i'll tell you though man i mean being that age i was 16 and i'm like damn there's a lot of single moms in this motherfucker yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like damn like shoplifting over here you know it's like you shop the pooty no, i shop no i know i but i got kicked in the balls a lot yep. being chucky but i would jump in the ball crawl i would do everything and dude my fucking i would sweat so much man but <laughs> uh yeah it was my first job and but that was the thing if i wanted a car I had to get a job, and I got that job at Chuck E. Cheese and bought me my very first Camaro. And that and helps with the work nice. ethic right yeah. there you have today. Yep, absolutely, man. And so I guess from that point on, but, you know, that's why I ask, Jose, is because, you know, obviously being a minority in that aspect, do you feel a certain amount of pressure, you know? Yeah, um, there is. There's certainly that subconscious pressure to, to you know, do something with your life. Um, but I think in the end, you know, especially like thinking about my father, you know, he'd be like, well, whatever you end up being, you know, be the best that you can be. If you're going to be a day laborer, do it. You know, be a supervisor after a while, make some good money and take care of your family. So I think in the end, you know, we put more pressure on ourselves, you know, I think me anyways, um, that we're going to be successful in one way or another. Um, but there is that added, hey, you can't you can't fail. You have too many people that are relying on you, mm-hmm. uh, family Absolutely. members, siblings and all that. So I, I kind of take all that. And then kind of to Danny's point, you know, 
we're kind of all in this together, right? So your success is my success and so on, right? So if right. I see somebody that I know from the neighborhood is doing well, hey, kudos to you. Um, there, there's a lot of haters. There's always going to yeah, be haters absolutely. and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. We talked about that last time. But uh, those people that make it, man, I'm, I'm applauding you from afar, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I hope people do that for me, you know? And yeah. I don't expect all of them to, but hey. That's Dude, you have a nice crib. First time we, I've yeah. been down Jose's was this on was on Friday. Second time for me. Yeah, <laughs> that was a uh, that was a good time, man. Yeah. I like your setup, man. It Appreciate was and it's convenient and it's close to everything down mm-hmm. there. And um, I mean, I, I you know I'm a, I'm a bachelor pad, bro. Well, I mean, it, it really has a really cool vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. I did meet my neighbor recently, my oh, new sh- neighbor, shit. and uh, let's just say it didn't go well. Um, yeah, I found out how much of a potential dick he might be going forward but you know me i'm gonna try to smooth that over you know we don't want any kind of beef or anything like that you gotta be you gotta be respectful Dude, when your you're neighbor yeah you got to be yeah. but absolutely because uh, you gotta watch watch each other you yeah. know yeah hey my neighbor's gone i gotta watch his house mm-hmm. because when i'm gone i i hope he or she watches my house too do right. you feel like uh, i mean let me ask was it white was he like um, well i mean that had it, a, did you feel like that there was some that might have been it well so we have an issue unfortunately with homelessness down in my area so we have squ- uh, squatters every now and then okay kind of setting up shop so when i came home one particular night this week um there was a big duffel bag a big plastic bag and then some shoes next to the door of the vacant apartment now, I remember looking at my watch. It was April 20th. You don't get too many people moving in on April 20th, right? Yeah, so that right. wasn't in my mind frame. I immediately thought squatter. So I, mm-hmm. I opened the door. Sure enough, it was open. And I kind of said, hello. Some guy's like, yeah, man, what's up? I'm like, oh, man, this is uh, going to be challenging here with this guy. Next thing you know, this little short guy comes out of nowhere. He's like, what's up, bro? I'm like, hey, man, I'm just making sure, you know, there's no squatter. He's like, well, this is my apartment, bro. And I was holding the door handle, and then he grabbed it from me. He's like, don't open my door, bro. Clicked it. I'm like, huh, Damn. that's how we're going to get along. So, I mean, do you do you take some, do you make something and take it over to him? I'm like, what do you well, I, I want to make a pie and then just shove it in his, his face. face. <laughs> but, uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. This is what you do oh, is you pay the squatter to hold a sign up in front of his house or his Dude, apartment oh my god for, yes for four six hours every single day that says you don't have to be a dick to get along Dude, I, okay, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you resolve that though? I mean, what do you what do you think you're going to try to do? Well, you know, eventually, you know, I'll come at it. Hey, man, like, let's talk about that. You know, because I'm I'm that type of guy. I like to negotiate and be cool about it and be like, hey, I don't want to be like, you know, this little rift between us because you know you're going to have people over. I'm going to have people over. You know, yeah. let, let's just make it cordial. You don't want the fucking yeah. cops showing up, yeah. being dicks. And, and then at the same time, like the previous uh, neighbors, right? They they would order a lot of stuff from Amazon, you know. And we had an agreement. I'm like, you know what? If I see packages in front of your Door, which is right in front of Leavenworth, where it's very visible. I'm going to take your packages and I'll let you know and hold on to them. Yeah, and I hope yeah. you do the same thing too. Yeah, it's respectful, get, man. Yeah, we get that stolen all the time. Absolutely. I would, yeah, absolutely. And the way that they just drop and roll, man. I mean, they'll take a picture, let you yep. know it's there. But if nobody's there, it's just sitting there. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, no, I, I totally get that, man. Um, what um, the tough love thing, especially, uh, is a great topic because I mean, Dan, I know you don't have any kids, but you give great advice, even though that you don't have kids. Right. To I mean, even with the kids here and and everything else, um, Jose, with 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 yours now that they're older, because how okay, the girl and the boy, how old? What are the ages? So my son is twenty six, my daughter is twenty three. Okay, now they're self sufficient; they're on their own. Absolutely. Is there anything where you're like? Hey, you know, how are you spending your money? What's going on? Like, how do you, do you have those conversations? Do you try to have those conversations? Mike, because I got kids that are 20, uh, 22 and uh, almost 26. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I come hundred percent agree. It's mm-hmm. that 
type of conversation. It's right. a tough one as a dad. Well, it is. And my kids are very, very independent. So the only thing I can come up with every now and say, hey, I hope everything's well. You know, do you need anything? You know, 90% of the time they're like, nope, we're good. I'm good. Doing well, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I'll, I do what I can where I can. But I know keeping in mind that they're very, very independent and, and usually mm-hmm. don't. You know, they won't usually ask for help. I know that's how they are. Right. Well, and I think, is that something that maybe you've helped with when they were younger, kind of establishing those types of rules and things? Because, dude, I mean, there's times where, like, you know, with my daughter especially, I can tell her to I'm blue in the face, but she's going to do what she wants to do, yeah, man. At the end and, of the day, they do. And, and the bottom line is, as a parent, all you can do is be like, baby, I love you, but mm-hmm. if this is the direction you want to go or the path that you want to go, I'm here for you. I'll do anything for you. But you're going to have to figure this out on your own. And yeah. if I just hold your hand, then, then you're almost like enabling yeah. uh, the issue. But mm-hmm. how do you feel like when you're kind of giving advice on that? Do you feel confident that they're doing what? I mean, I, I think I, your kids are doing great. I, I but. do. I do. it, And, and uh, you know, f- as a parent, you know, maybe this is kind of a subconscious, you know, self-sabotage type of way of thinking. But I'm like, you know, is are things really this rosy? Can it be this great with two kids that are self-sufficient, independent, doing their thing, following their dreams, living in different cities? And, you know, when is a shoe going to drop? Or what? Wh- where's where's the drama? Or where? Yeah. And it's too easy as a parent, I guess, you know, because I have these these kids that I'm very proud of. So I'm kind of just maybe I shouldn't think that way, you know. And uh, but that's the the reality for me. You know, the kids are doing well, and I don't have to worry about it. But you know, as a parent, you're always worried about them, no matter what. Well, yeah, because well, I mean, pretty soon you're gonna be Jose hey, Grandpa. Hey, hey, hey! hey. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you you set the the base of it early at their age, mm-hmm. and and I think that's how you I can't say develop but create children to be great role models in men and women when they get older you 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 line the base up you yep. you guide them as much as you can you let them let them fail to to equal success in, in the later run mm-hmm. but i'm i mean kudos to you brother yeah. well and honestly man I, I only take so much of the credit uh, a lot of the credit goes to you know uh, their step their stepfather and their mother mm-hmm. because they're both educators so they dr- drilled the importance of doing well in school you know getting to that next level and uh it they weren't going to take no for an answer when it came to, you know, doing well in their studies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing, too. Uh, one of the other things I know you were talking about was the respect uh, with men and each other. And um, did you always get along with the stepdad? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm not trying to peel onions away. No, or whatever, they, layers away. By all means, man, they, I mean, you know, I got nothing to hide on here. But I, I remember when they first dated and everything, yeah, it was kind of a, a hard thing to swallow, right? It is. Because it was just basically a, a next chapter in life that you had yeah. to accept, right? Yep. So it didn't get real until uh, I remember it was a, a parent-teacher conference with my son. And uh, I, was, I showed up, and there is Steve and Shannon. You know, first time he ever showed up, I'm like, oh, this just got real. Yeah. So from that point on, you know, he, I, you know, it, he was going to be a part of that of our lives in one way or another. And you know, part of me was like, you know, this is his world. He's an educator. Mm-hmm. So him and and my wife, uh, ex wife, you know, they, they that's their world. They know this better than I do. So I kind of, you know, eased up on that a little bit on that thing. Did, did you guys ever have have like a talk saying, hey, look, we're we're not going to be fighting here. We're we're here for the kids. Well, just like anybody, man. Uh, you know, it took us some years to actually get to that point where we were, you know, very amicable. And a lot of it fell on me, you know, um, just being a young man, getting married and being pretty stupid with the, you know, dumb decisions that we make. And, 
and uh, just I don't know being very selfish um, at the same time while you know having kids and being married and so on you know it took a while to well you're pretty young too well true trying true. to figure I mean you're still trying to figure shit out too right. so we, yourself mean, out dude yeah I mean we had I mean, both of us I think we had kids young yeah so yeah dude and, trust me 100%. and this is what kills me man you know with uh, having a lot of friends that are having kids just now you know three four years old at our age you know and dude, I, know. I look at them I'm like man amateurs we did that two <laughs> decades ago yeah yeah it's uh, well yeah because Dan over here is like well if I meet a lady maybe I'm gonna you know oh, that's pop. still in the running yeah yeah oh hey, yeah, yeah he's gonna he's gonna drop a oh, one one in there man he's oh, ready to roll oh absolutely <laughs> it, it, that'd be the highlight of my life to be able to have a couple dude, I could dude see, you could be a great dad. you would be a phenomenal dad yeah. Dan hundred one hundred percent man I've seen you so with listen these up ladies and, listen up yeah this guy is not afraid to drop one <laughs> no I'm not. <laughs> But no, dude. I, I mean, I get it, man. I had um, uh, Jordan's uh, stepdad, uh, Jake, uh, kind of came in, you know, and that's how it was, man. You you break up, and you're still you're still a parent, and so now you got to figure out how this is all mm-hmm. going to work. And you know, at first we were young and dumb, and, and of yeah. course back then it's all like, oh, yeah, I'm banging your ex girl, like, dude. You know what? It's not about that. Yeah, it's, I like, who cares? I, I would have came back. Well, guess what? You're having a little tasty treat of me. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> let's let's solve this. And be men, be yeah. adults about it, and do the best thing it is for for the for the for the boy. And and it was the same thing with with my daughter. And you know, and Scott is a great stepdad. And like, I guess that was always the thing. Sometimes the moms made it weird um, for for that kind of stuff. But then I was like, dude, all we're trying to do, truthfully, is do the best things for these kids. Yes, and help them through this. Yes, yes. they get an extra Christmas here or an extra holiday birthday thing here. But in all reality, it's for the best interest of this child. Well, look at look at too with the kids. They get they get an extra like parent or parents. Yeah, you know you get yeah. to learn so much more from not just two but possibly four. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I mean that's going to better that child growing growing up and getting out on its own his or her own mm-hmm. yeah and what's cool like in my case guys we still have that, that blended family type thing so even for holidays right we still get together with my ex's wife's family you know her nice. her aunt is still my aunt her mom is still you know we're very cordial we're still friendly and everything so when we had i always talk about this because i was very proud of it so maybe about five years ago when my daughter had her uh, about seven years ago now i guess uh her quinceanera Right, mm-hmm. so he, her quinceanera at the time, um, our family banded together. Like you know, my nice. ex-wife's family and and everybody pitched in some way somehow to make sure that that was like one of the biggest parties in our lives. You know, for our family, so that was a beautiful memory that I have. Yeah, and and with uh, Anna's uh, ex-husband, um, I've met him a couple times. He's dropped off some stuff here at the house, and um, then uh, at Isabel's graduation. I met him and we kind of sat right there and it, you know, I, dude, I was respectful, man. Like, dude, this is you guys been divorced for like ten years. You guys have custody you guys, of you this guys shirt. are adults. Yeah, you have yeah. five kids with this chick. Well, well, what am I going to be like, dude? Oh, you need to kick rocks. I mean, come on, man. We're right. just trying to, you know, it's it is what it is. And they love their dad. And I'm like, dude, this is I would never. And I've told these kids, especially the twins, I'm like, look, I am not here to replace your dad. Mm-hmm. I am not here to try to be that guy. What I will be is supportive. I love you and I will be here for you and be a man role model in a this male home. Mentor. Yeah, in this home for yeah. you. Um, I will kick every douchebag's uh, ass out this door uh, that wants to date you because <laughs> it's coming in high school yeah, next year. And so to me and, and especially that and you know, I, I don't know. It was I had I never really dated outside of my 
uh, my minority or whatever, or right, you know, right. culture. And so dating uh, an Hispanic and then meeting um, the ex. I didn't really know, um, especially what to do, but I was just respectful. I shook his hand. Um, I mean, obviously he he spoke to me in Spanish, and I was just like uh, Granada. Like I really didn't know what to say, and you know, I really didn't. But I tried, and and it's like, hey man, we're both there for Isabel. It was a big day for her graduation, right. and that's why we were there. And I, and I bet he. He noticed that and, you know, appreciate that. Dude, absolutely. I would hope so because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously I've, I've taken on quite a bit right. uh, of, of, of five teenagers, but also the fact that I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm trying to be a good role model. And mm-hmm. I think that's the yeah. best thing we can do is being a dad, yeah. really. And I think that's so important that you mentioned the kids. You know, I'm not trying to replace your dad because a lot of kids immediately go to that, right? Yeah. So for you to say that, I think it takes a little bit of burden off of them. You know, having that mentality of like, oh, well, what's he doing now to take over for dad? No, it's not even like that. So I appreciate you mentioning that, Randy, mm-hmm. because it is important, um, you know, as men. And unfortunately, you know, I, I still see like a lot of drama for people our age mm-hmm. having, you know, uh, parenting issues or, um, you know, the kids are with me this weekend, but they should be with him and that kind of I'm like, come on, man, we're, we're in our 40s, man. We should have evolved to a point now where we're, we're amicable. We can at least communicate and have respect, especially between men. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And because you bring up the thing about respecting men and all that other stuff, it's like like with you guys, dude. I appreciate everything that you guys do. And um, you know, Friday night was a very crazy adventure. We had a great time. But I think the one thing is we all keep each other in check. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we all knew where everybody was. We we're still hanging out. We're having a good time. Um, we're all drinking. We're chilling. And um, we knew what the ob- objective was was to get his ass drunk, hundred <laughs> um, percent. And he slept on the floor, uh, <laughs> bathroom floor, <laughs> bathroom floor at that. Um, but no, I, I, and even through all the fish fries, bro, you never drank. And no. I, I, dude, I'm telling you, I never understood how he did that. No. Every fish fry we went to over Lent, and you never drank one time. Nope. And I, I mean, we don't live with you. You live by yourself. So we trusted you the fact, <laughs> but last yeah, Friday night show, yeah, how day, do we know you didn't go home and was raging Yeah, by yourself? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh it, it was hard. I mean, you got beer in the refrigerator. I got two refrigerators full, full of beer. beer. <laughs> And you know anybody who knows me knows I love my craft beers. And yes. when I I have a double IPA staring me in the face saying "Drink me, sweetheart," yeah. it, it, it's hard. But you had motivation. Yes. Let's let's put it in perspective. Yes. You had motivation to do something and challenge yourself, and you did. And, and it, you know, not only did I challenge myself, but others who saw what I were doing, it it inspires them to do things like that. Well, your page. Own it. Own it. Yes, that is a big thing. And you do post a lot of really positive things on that. And what you did was really encouraging, I think, maybe to others, you know? Absolutely. I mean, to to me, we're here on this earth, not me versus you or you versus me. We're here to help each other take a step up to be better. And and you shouldn't hate on each other. You should want, want success for everyone. Yep. Yeah, it's like the other day, you're like, hey, man, your shirt makes you look fat. I'm like, damn, Dan. But I will tell you, <laughs> it, it, it's okay, Dan. I hate, love you, Dan, but it was a very valid point. It's like, hey, man, you want to see that picture? Let me show you that picture, man. And he brought, and it, it was perspective. He's like, looking good, and you have yours fitted right, and all right. that. He's like, dude, you need to get seams. You need to get you need a, a seamstress. A seamstress. And, and it's like, but that's kind of the thing, man. It's like, you need a dude to be like, hey, man. Maybe you should, because I normally just wear band T-shirts and jeans, right, and that's right. just what I've always been uh, rolling. But it's nice every once in a while put on a nice shirt. I mean, you guys look sharp, and here I look like I had a keg, and I was <laughs> like, yeah. 
that's I think that's the beauty of where men our age where we're at right we and we, we kid around when we say no homo and all that right but yeah. i mean we we are at a point in our lives where you know we should be able to talk about things like that, that no Absolutely. matter how uncomfortable or how out of the box or how we're, we're helping each other in one way or another whether it's you know how you look how you feel mentally all all this good stuff and everything we should be at a point where we can talk about that openly without having to ridicule each other without being judged without being yeah. judged right so and that's one thing i pose to my friends here you know hey we're gonna, be, we're gonna talk about tough love and uh once you guys chime in because everyone has a different story and everything and uh, one of my good friends uh, basically said you know it's really a matter of, of, of stepping up, you know, as a father, you know, that's what you have to do. And we have one of my friends who stepped up and we, we give him crap for this. But uh, when you look at it, you know, he stepped up and took possession of kids that, you know, weren't they weren't his. Mm -hmm. But he manned up, man. He manned up and is trying to, you know, mold these kids into young men, young, positive men. So, man, you got to you got to give kudos to that, man. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I, I mean, and I would say maybe an embarrassing thing for me, but I reached out to Dan and be like, Dan, is it COVID you know, dick? It's COVID dick. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and I'm going to tell you with Dan, this Sorry, is because man. like he kind of explained, like, hey man, you know, because he's one year older, and so I'm like, dude, is this weird? Is this normal? Like, my energy level's not there. I don't feel like there, and so I think having that guy perspective and put me in the right direction, and now I'm like, I'm in my 20s again. And the wind blows. And I'm like, yeah. You know, idle turbo. You know, it, it's awesome because uh, you know, being males, we have a lot of stubbornness, and yeah, it, and it's nice to get a different perspective from another male to say, "Hey, I need to put my stubbornness in check, and yeah. I I need to do what what I think is going to be right." Absolutely, you know? man. I mean, and I mean, and be honest with you, there's a lot of pressure for dudes. We are expected to perform. At a given notice, when the girl is ready, she's like, I want it. And you're like, well, mine's not ready to roll quite at this moment, <laughs> but hey, how you doing? Yeah. And it's like, mm -hmm. then it becomes, oh my God, what's wrong with me? It's yeah. like, it's not you. It, this right. is shit happens. It takes a little while to rev up. Yes. The whole thing I'm is, not 22 anymore. <laughs> they need to take the, the motion out of it and think about the logic, you know? As we get older, our bodies change. Yeah. You know, you can't sit there and harp on a woman or a man about certain things because they're already under pressure. And when you keep putting that pressure on them, they're going to end up breaking and it's not going to be good. No. And it's in, obviously it's uncomfortable. It's embarrassing or whatever, but um, I had no idea that certain things at I hit a certain point in age in my life where things were, you know, my T levels were lower. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't got as much exercise. There were a lot of things that were happening. I'm like, this is weird. This is not who I am. You know, right. I'm the guy that's like, you know, and it changed. And so like, it, it took help me truth jose it took me a minute i was like damn dude I, I what the fuck's going on and he explained things and and helped me put me in the direction he's like dude this is shit that i read all the time and, and i i owe a lot of that to my ex yeah she was on me but once again i was being stubborn stubborn yeah. stubborn and oh yeah after two three years i'm like i think she's right i need to go get myself looked at see what the what the heck's going on with me and make the changes yeah and it's not like you're just going yeah i'm not in the mood or whatever but it's it like shit happens man i yeah. like I, I mean yeah I, I guess maybe when i was younger you never really pay attention to it because you're just you know hornballing right. yourself right. having a good time doing whatever i mean simplest little thing you're like oh, oh shit i'll be honest i think you know when we get say maybe 37 to 40 ish we, we really don't think about ourselves we think about everything else and I and I think that that can hold us back a little bit mm -hmm. of performance mm -hmm. 
because you're like there's a lot of expectations. You're, you're like, what's A doing? What's B doing? Am I am I being loud enough? You know, yeah. am I being quiet? <laughs> you know, you you're trying to be respectful to everything around you, but what's really the the main focus is yourself providing for her. Yeah, and you know that that that's so much pressure. And, and I'm sorry, a lot of women do not understand no that pressure, no. especially when you get older. Yeah, they're just like, well, you, sh- well, you, I'm, I'm here, I'm naked, I'm get on this, and you're like, yeah, I'm like, and it's and it's never nothing against them, no, and, and they always, always think, oh, it's my body, it's me, no, half to three fourths of the time, it's us, yeah. You know, well, that and you overthink or, it. Or whiskey dick sometimes. That yeah. will do definitely do some damage. And it's true that you said, uh, Mr. Uh, Educator over there, uh, <laughs> that uh, too much alcohol can damage your junk. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Yeah. And that's, right. and, it, whoops. I'm drinking. Yeah. And as, as we crack open. <laughs> I, I, I believe it has something to do with your libido. A, lo- a lot of what I'm learning is not necessarily your testosterone. I think a lot of it has to do with your performance is your libido. Mm-hmm. When you when you got a big midsection, mm-hmm. your performance levels. Are, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, having the beer gut type thing. But when you're you know got it toned up, looking good, I think it's up there. So one of the things I just want to mention, guys, you know, unfortunately, fortunately. I don't have any of those issues, so just for the record. Good for you, sir. Um, but you I know, tip my head to you. <laughs> I can see how, um, you know, if it's an issue, you know, for us to be able to admit something like that is like giving up our man card or, or you know, yeah, just, right. just admitting that we're we're losing part of our mascul- masculinity and all that, right. which we don't so. want to, right? So, you know, hats off to anybody. You know, I'm all about communication. So if you're willing to put your stuff out there and, and you know, admit to your shortcomings, man, you know, kudos to you. I, I still have a tough time with some of that uh, myself. But um, I have a friend that actually works in that industry, right, with uh, whatever they're called, testosterone mm-hmm. injections and all that. Yeah. And he kind of educated me a lot. And, you know, where the industry is going and that, that industry is just blowing up, yeah. you yeah. know, because guys are finally coming to a point where, like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I'm done being stubborn. My my significant other is is uh, not happy, and Everybody I need suffers. to do something about it. Or yep. this marriage or this relationship is over. Yeah, right? I mean, let's face it, boys. Sex is important in relationships, and and you need to be able to um, focus and understand that. Okay, we need to be able to handle this. But um, that was the thing. I mean, I think I was at a point where I'm like, all right, so um, might be embarrassing, but fuck it. You know, it's like if I want to keep this chick happy, or in myself, because it really it breaks your self esteem yeah. down, man. And just like what you said, it. It really does make you go, well, fuck, man. I mean, I'm not a man anymore. What I, you know, to me, I think I think it's you're more of a man because we're so hard on ourselves and we don't want to admit something. But when we actually admit it and and solve that problem, mm-hmm. I think that makes us better. And it shows that, hey, we're willing to do whatever it takes, not only to make me better, but us better. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Right. And, and then if you look at it, guys, I guess – I have this conversation with one or two people, you know, given our age, right? Given where we're at with that, we probably have maybe 10, maybe 15 years of good sex in our lives left. True fact right, right there. I was so, thinking about that. Yeah, so we, we got to enjoy it, man. Enjoy it while, yeah. while we have some time. And, and that's that's reality Absolutely. to me anyways. Yep. I always just say I'm shooting sawdust at this point. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of... 
Randy, get your uh, plastic sheets and your KY jelly. Yeah. Get it going, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not down with that idea. <laughs> <laughs> get that get that warm for her pleasure. Oh, my God. Well, guys, oh, we're going to wrap this up, man. Is there anything that you guys want to say? Dan, I know we were talking about uh, your own page. Want to tell us a little bit more about that? Because that thing's blowing up, man. It's doing really well. Yes, and it's it a is. huge positive thing. I just I, I want to say I love you guys. I, I appreciate every everything, all the positive quotes, all the positive sayings and uh, things that you're doing in the community. Let's let's keep it up. Let's keep pa- passing the positive on and let's own it. Cool. Mm-hmm. There you go. Jose? Yeah, I just want to say like, like thanks to all the new people that are on the Randy's Rock of Life page and, and uh, the downloads and all that. Yes. Um, our poll, real quick before we go, uh, we got to bring somebody bring that up if okay. you can on your phone. Yep. And and basically, you know, we appreciate that. And I do want to engage our audience a little bit more, you know, so I'm, I'm just going to ask our audience. So if there's something that's burning out there that you want to find out, especially maybe the ladies, right? Is there something that you guys want to hear us talk about or discuss from a man's perspective? You know, we we always bring a theme to the table. We really want to hear from you guys. So, um, fellas, you know, you're welcome to chime in as well. So what do you guys want to hear for, you know, going forward? What kind of themes, what kind of topics that you want us to, to, to talk about? We can talk about whatever we want, right? Absolutely. But we want to hear from the people out there that are following and supporting us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Randy's Rocket Life podcast. And one of the questions that we did ask on the uh, page uh, via poll was the best place to meet a guy or girl. And uh, the bar seemed to be the most popular popular at this point um jim was up there uh concert live show uh the grocery store which i i agree yeah yeah i think that's a big thing it's like oh you uh, you over there looking for bananas you got to be able to cook a meal there it damn right <laughs> um the park was another good one um i mean not the creepy kind of park but you know something but dude i think that's great and i love the fact that people are interacting um I will say but the pet park, if we want to get a little specific, yes. that's a great place to meet. Yes. I don't have any pets, so I have no idea what that, but I've heard yeah. the pet park. Just rent a dog for a day, dude. Hey, <laughs> I need to borrow Lando, Dewan. <laughs> um, I want to say thank you to some new listeners that we received on our downloads. Uh, out of Nashville, Tennessee, we got somebody jamming. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, looks like uh, Racingville, Arkansas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, St. Paul, Minnesota. Most popular download so far, San Jose, California. Callie bringing it. Wow. Callie is all about this, man. It blows my mind. Uh, and Belgium, one of our other popular hey. ones that people are listening over there in Belgium. So, Un saludo a San Jose, California. There, there you, go. you go. Thank you. So pr- I mean, props for everybody that's been jamming and listening, and I thank you guys so much. Um, Jose, any closing words for you, you think, man? No, nah, man. Just uh, keep keep on trucking. Keep on rolling. Uh, this is a great weekend. Uh, Friday was awesome. Um, yesterday was great with the wedding, and we're going to end with a bang tonight with uh, Angela yeah. Johnson Reyes as a comedian down at the Holland Center. So getting together with some of my friends and going to enjoy the night. Dude, rock on. Dan, anything? You good? I'm good. Dude, I just love to see you guys here. It was a great time on Friday. Uh, Looking forward to doing some more fun stuff. Are you good still with, like, you know, drinking still? I mean, we didn't kill you, though, right? No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. I'm just not drinking as much. Okay. All right. Yeah, we do have that mud factor thing in, what, a month? So I possibly might be able to not go to that. Uh, I I got some friends coming into town just... Well, hey, I was trying to figure out if with your friends coming to town, do you think they'd be cool with going out at all? 
Like uh, it, they want to go to the zoo. They want to go zoo, yeah, but they're, like they're a little bit. The day. They're a little bit older. Okay, okay all right. Because so. I was trying to figure out um, the birthday weekend for me. We're doing something and going back to downtown. Maybe the throwback, uh, the arcade place down there, the old eighties theme bar, which I think would be a lot of fun. But it lands on the weekend. You have people in town, right. so we're trying to work that angle. Plus, girls, you know, graduating from eighth grade, so we got a lot of shit going on. Yep. But definitely something to have happen. So thank you guys so much. Uh, of course. This podcast brought to you by Premier West Beverage. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Love the quirk. Uh, hey, dude, and tell me one more. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me about oh, that. So we actually, there's a couple new flavors coming out from what I saw, right, for, from Boulevard and Quirk. So we, we uh, got a couple new um, fans of the Quirk product. So props to, to them. We'll, we'll post that on the page here so we absolutely proper props. Dude, there you go. We appreciate it. Absolutely. It's Randy's Rocket Life. Booyah. <laughs>